1: Whoa! is it really already week two week two starts tonight welcome to before the snap fantasy podcast my name is salim
2: you know i'm gonna let you guys introduce yourselves go ahead you guys
3: go jed whitaker you can follow me on twitter and instagram at jed on air
2: i'm the jock follow me at adam r -R s-t-r-o-z on twitter uh, don't follow me on Instagram. I got no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> He's so bad at Instagram. I have, no, it got hacked the other day. No way. Yeah, already. Yeah. I've had Instagram for like all of two weeks, and it's already been hacked. I was I was freaking out yesterday. I Had no idea how to delete an old account, how to reestablish my account. It was a mess. Who
1: would want to hack your Instagram? I, I have
2: no idea. Like, it's like it's like I have nothing on there. Honestly, I have like two pictures. One's my ugly face, and uh, the other one is is a, is a show I do on the weekends. Absolutely horrible. Yeah, all right. It
1: was me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, I wanted your right. account. Uh, so much to talk about today, of course. We're going to talk about the uh, Thursday night football with the Bengals and the Ravens uh, later on in the podcast. We'll do a, a fairly long segment of uh, stardom and sit-ums. Uh, obviously, week two is, is right here, starting tonight. Uh, we'll also do some emergency plug-in plays in case you weren't able to score that player off the waiver wire that you were, that you were looking for, so... Let me uh, let me do something right here. Let me do a little something like this, a little something like this. Good guy. We
3: have to. I'm going to play this every Thursday. For the toilet bowl game. Sit again? The toilet bowl game. The Thursday night game is always the toilet bowl game, dude. Unless it's... Uh, I,
1: I don't know. Monday night would games you, are awful would you, usually. Uh, I don't know. Would you rather not have a Thursday night football game? We have football in the rather, middle of the week.
3: I would rather get rid of the Monday night game and then just make the Thursday night game the marquee no game chance. going into the weekend. Because then you have Thursday, then Friday. Fridays there's usually college football. Saturday you got college football all day. Sunday, like you get four straight days of football. I would rather have that.
1: Yeah, but college? No, 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 no. I, yes. I, we have three yes. solid days of NFL football. Uh, if it were up to me, I would, I would have four. I'd five. I would. I would separate the games. I would take some of the one o'clock games on Sunday and put them on a Tuesday. Put them on a Wednesday.
0: Why does it not oh, surprise
2: no. me? You guys don't want NFL football I know, every day. That's what I, wa- I want. I want good NFL football every day. I can get it right. The problem is these guys need a week to recover. And to go over their game plan, so they know what they're doing when they come out, and they don't look like the Detroit Lions on a Monday night. Well, they're exactly.
1: getting paid a lot of money, so they could suck it up. You know, was it twice? So is it once a year or twice a year? Some of these teams play Thursday. It's just once a year, right?
3: Um, it depends on it the depends, team. Yeah. Sometimes it's, twice a year. Sometimes they well, do. Too. The regardless. Lions played twice on Monday Night Football last year.
1: And all those guys are getting paid a lot of money, so suck it up and play some football. I'm excited. The Bengals and the Falcons. Well, I'm not too excited about this game just because. Uh, it's kind of a sloppy uh, they've had a sloppy pass as far as their games uh, their games go so uh, what are we doing with uh, with certain players such as uh, an AJ Green uh, you know is AJ Green a must start moving forward in in, in this week as well I don't know that he is uh, he's struggled against this Baltimore this is a tough Baltimore defense and AJ Green um, has struggled against this defense
3: before in the past um, what are you guys doing with AJ I mean is he a must start Um, I don't think he's a must-start. I think it depends on how deep or thin your league is, but I would not start A.J. Green in this matchup because what we know about Baltimore is they play a lot of zone defense. They like to do that 3-4 zone. I'm staying away from it because it doesn't favor A.J. Green at all as a possession receiver.
2: I'm on the other end of it. I think you have to start him. You drafted him as high as you drafted him for a reason. Look, Green hauled in 20% of his routes in Week 1. Uh, he could have done even better point-wise if he didn't have a fumble. And on top of that, he's Andy Dalton's number one guy, especially on vertical routes in red zone targets. So he's he's the guy there. 20% doesn't sound that great, though, to... Of his overall routes. So that means he caught 20, 20%. Of, like, he, so say he runs, I don't know, say he's out there for, we'll say, 80 plays, right? Which is... An astronomical oh, number. Oh, I see what so you're saying. So 20% of those he was making catches on.
1: I see what you're, I thought you I thought you were saying he caught 20% of his targets. No, no, no. Which no, no, would have no. been no. awful. Oh, no, yeah, that yes. would have been terrible. Uh, I'm, I'm with the jock on this one. You drafted AJ Green uh, potentially with a second round pick. And y- unless you have, you are super stacked. Your team is just stupid stacked. You can't sit AJ Green. You have to take that risk, although it's a tough matchup. AJ Green can score against anyone. I'm not saying he will, but.
2: It's A.J. Green, and he can score against anyone, and I think he will get in the end zone tonight. It's going to be a tough matchup. Baltimore's a very good defense, but like you said and like I said, you drafted him high for a reason. You've got to trust your gut, and there's a reason why you picked this guy where you picked him. you got to play him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm an, I'm an A.J. Green owner. I'm definitely not going to bench him. I have faith that he'll do well tonight. I think Andy Dalton might struggle. Um, uh, but just because your quarterback struggles doesn't mean that your wide receiver cannot have a good game, especially in PPR. Um, You know, If Andy Dalton's dumping the ball off for throwing short screen passes uh, in full-point PPRs, you're still racking up those points. And again, I will say this, I do believe A.J. Green will get in the end zone um, tonight. Now, on the other side of the ball, John Ross... I don't trust John Ross in tonight's game. That's someone who I would I would I would bench.
3: See, I actually like the matchup with John Ross better in this than AJ Green because John Ross is a speedster. He's fastest 40 time at the combine. We know that he's super fast. The reason why I don't like AJ Green is cuz I think he's a step slower. His the profile of the player that he is doesn't match up well with Baltimore's defense and what they like to run. I think that with Ross He's a guy that you're not going to play zone on because he's so fast. You're going to have to go man-to-man on him. Baltimore's secondary is not good with man-to-man. I think you're better off rolling the dice with John Ross in your mm, flex interesting. Than, than going with A.J. Green tonight.
2: I think they'll end up bracketing him, um, a, a version of a zone defense, because he is so fast. you got to account for his speed, like you said. But I'm benching him. Uh, Ross was third in snaps and routes among the team's receivers in the opener. So he's not getting enough run right now. Uh, on top of that, the Ravens have allowed the seventh-fewest catches to wideouts since the start of last season. And he's just not doing enough to be considered a playmaker, yeah. especially in fantasy production-wise. I mean, you need a flex. There's a bunch of other guys you can start.
1: Um, how about the running back? Uh, Joe Mixon, you obviously you drafted him fairly high as well. You have to start Joe Mixon, right? I agree. Yeah, uh, so a must start. Uh, yeah, yeah. Must start. So these are obvious starts. How about Gio Bernard? I, I, I don't trust Gio this game. Uh,
3: no, I'm not going Gio at all. I'm benching Gio. Now,
1: here's the thing about Gio, though. If, if uh, Baltimore you know, has the lead and Cincy has to start throwing the ball, who's the pass catching back there in Cincy? It's going to be Gio Bernard. So he might be getting some
3: touches or some playing time. See, it looked like last week when the Bengals played the Colts that he was like barely on the field at all for any of the pass catching. Joe Mixon was on there for a lot of snaps. I think he's going to be it's going to be very similar to a one back offense. They're going to sprinkle a little bit of Gio Bernard here on like third and short, but Gio Bernard's not going to be involved in the offense tonight, I don't think.
2: What you're talking about, Slim, is situational football, and when you go into setting your lineup, you can't count on situational football. You've got to be able to know that this guy's going to be productive. So I'm staying away from Gio Bernard because The only way I see him getting any runs tonight is, like you said, they're down, they got to pass the ball, you need a pass catching uh, running back out of the backfield, that's how he's going to get a little bit of run, that's how he's going to end up racking up points, you can't count on that.
1: Okay, uh, what about Tyler Eifert? Is this the game where he gets
3: injured, or are we starting him? What are we doing? <laughs> do it's going to happen. No, it's it's, it's going to have happen. an injury watch here. Right, yeah, I, exactly. think, I think you've got I think people need to be a little more patient with Tyler Eifert. Obviously, this isn't the game that you're going to start him in. But I think that recovering from that back injury, it's something that takes more time than people expect to. Don't start him in this game, but expect f- for him to heat up in these next few weeks. Yeah, I'm not starting him. Just not doing it.
2: Do you have
1: any tight ends off the top of your head that you you know would start over Eifert? Because I know some people who Eifert is their starting
3: tight end. Oh man, that's tough. See, I don't know because it depends on how you play it, and it depends on who you have on backup. How you play the waiver wire and all of that. Generally, I, if you yeah, if you
2: drafted Eifert, you're probably drafting him somewhere later in the bottom third of your draft. So you probably have a stud tight end somewhere. I'm assuming you
1: well, do. Well, some people wait until the end to start drafting tight ends. So that's what I was saying. So I have a couple people in, in my leagues who, Eifert's their number one tight
2: end. Oh, really? Absolutely. So if you're in this situation, then you're probably going to have to go work the waiver wire. You're going to have to go maybe go find a guy. Yeah. Like we were talking about the other day, uh, Disley. Um, maybe start him. He had a really good first week. Otherwise, that's, a, that's a Monday night game against Chicago. Right. Otherwise, maybe Ebron, if Ebron's available. Again, Ebron was really productive on on Sunday. I think he's going to get a nice run. Um, We're gonna talk some stardom situms in a little bit, and and I got a little bit of a little bit of something something for you here. Yeah, and uh, I'll give that to you.
1: Yeah, that's good. So yeah, you know if you if you're benching Eifert and you're struggling with a decision, I like ASJ, and I also I like uh, Jack Doyle, but we will touch base on that later on in the podcast. Let's uh, transition over to Baltimore's offense. Um, Joe Flacco, it's. It's a divisional game. And no matter how good or bad the teams are, when it comes to division games, it just seems that there's some uh, sort of elevated play when it comes to the team. So, in my eyes, Flacco is a sit. I am not starting Flacco, but that's not to say I'm not, again, I'm not going to start Crabtree um, uh, as well as Collins. And now with Dixon out, uh, potentially Buck Allen. But are you guys starting? You're not starting Collins? No, I am. Oh, you are. I am. Okay. I'm saying I'm sitting Flacco, but that's not okay. to say I won't start. Okay, all right. Other players. Right. And I want to stick with Crabtree first. What okay. do you guys do? We saw Crabtree have a, a played a very great game last week. Again, it was Buffalo, horrible defense, horrible team overall. But he made some really nice catches. That one touchdown he had was a beautiful catch.
2: He's a good receiver. You you have to play him. You have to. If you drafted him, you got him. I think he's a solid flex play for you.
3: Um, I'm on the fence. I would say sit him because Cincinnati's secondary has improved since last season. Jesse Bates looked really good in uh, the season opener against the Colts. Um, Fedulum is a very good open field tackler. I think that's something where um, he, uh, what's his face, is going to struggle with. Jeez, um, I always do this brain fart. Um, I'm we're, farting see, right there with no, 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 you. No, no, Crabtree. Oh. Crabtree <laughs> struggles with that. I'm sorry. Jeez. Okay. All right, so the reason why I say bench Crabtree's the secondary is good, it's going to cause a lot of problems for for Baltimore tonight.
1: So you mentioned uh, John Ross on the other side of the ball; he's a speedster in Cincinnati. Now they have John Brown over here, over there in Baltimore. Who's mm-hmm. the speedster? What are you guys doing with John Brown?
2: I don't think he gets enough targets to where you're going to roll the dice. I mean, look, he's not a number one, he's not a number two, so he'd be a flex play for you. I'm not going to start him. I'm just going to avoid it just because I don't think he gets enough targets. I think you have somebody better probably on your bench who could fill that spot and fill that void for you.
3: I'm on the same train. I'm probably not re- starting any of Baltimore's wide receivers uh, this week. Um, one guy I kind of like for like the distant future and kind of keep tabs on him for the future on a waiver wire pickup is Willie Snead. I liked what he did in New Orleans a few seasons ago. Um, I think that the Baltimore offense kind of centers more around Snead. If you were to start a guy later in the season, but no guys tonight.
1: Yeah, in a 14 or 16 man league, you know you might have to start John Brown. He might not be a bad flex play uh, in a 10 or 12 man league, unless you absolutely have to. I'm not starting John Brown um, uh, for the running backs. So Kenneth Dixon, uh, he just has not been able to stay on the field. I believe out of 33 games of he could have possibly played. He set out for 20 of them, um, and that's not good. And uh, he's out again. He's injured again. Uh, so what does this do for, I mean, obviously you're starting Alex Collins. He's the number, he's the you know the, the starter over there in Baltimore. What are you doing with uh, Jabarius or
2: Buck Allen? I'm taking a wait-and-see approach with him. I'm not starting him this week. He's a guy who, if you don't have him on your bench, you have him on your watch list, and you want to see what kind of run he gets in a game like this. So maybe next week we can come back and we're like, okay, cool. He's at least a viable flex option, maybe an, an RB two if you're dealing with some early injuries. But right now I'm taking a wait and see approach. I'm not playing him.
3: Yeah, I'm out on him too. Not feeling it. That's it. That's, no. that's all we're no, getting. We're not. I'm not going into So we're, that not, we're not.
2: We're not. We're not going to mess with with Buck Allen. Um, Alex Collins, like you said, though, he's a must start. He's the. He's their. He's their first option there. Um, struggled a little bit last week, but. Look, he's going to be all right. He has solid RB two value. So if you're looking for a guy that just uh just to kind of you need somebody or you have somebody on your on your team, um you're a little bit questioning what's going on with your running game. I think you start him no matter what. And this,
3: and this is a Baltimore offense that has always been known to pound the rock, keep it on the ground. I don't think they're going to go to their wide receivers and their tight ends this week. Is kind of what they did last week with Buffalo because. They could air it out a little bit against Buffalo. You're not going to be able to air well, it out against Cincinnati.
1: They've been such a ground pound team because Flacco hasn't really had the wide receiving core um, that has, you know, has been productive. Now. He has no excuse. John Brown, you have Crabtree, uh, you have Buck Allen who can catch out of the backfield. Oh, these are, Crabtree's a see, great see, wide receiver. I think
3: those guys are kind of a little bit, oh, like they're nearing towards going over the hill stage. Like they're not in their prime. They're kind of... Oh, well, Crabtree's Crabtree older, is solid, though. Yeah, he's, I think, an, I I think he's, he's an, an older, solid, but, he's but, an older but, wide but John, receiver. But John but. Brown, I think, just had a few flashes in Arizona a few years ago. I don't consider him that great of a talent i i'm more interested to see what sneed does than brown well, uh this season but i'll tell you I about john the, I, brown though i don't think the wide receiving core is that great
1: just with john brown real quick when he was in arizona he was competing with Fitz, and then there was uh who was that wide receiver two there michael oh this is gonna bother me he was number two there in arizona with carson palmer uh, he was a he was a you know alongside with Fitz oh, he Michael was a, Floyd Michael Floyd who was who, who played well in Arizona I don't know his career kind of went downhill when he's getting like DUIs and all this other stuff um, that but was such John, an interesting story John Brown was the third option there he's the second option in Baltimore we saw him score a touchdown last week he looked good he looked fast he looked comfortable in this offense so uh, you know with the new team new scheme I I think that John Brown you know might be under your radar one to watch. Would, he be, would you
2: play him this week as a wide receiver, too, or would you play no, him as a flex? No,
1: no, 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 yeah. He, at best, would be a flex mm-hmm. until proven. Otherwise, he might be able to squeeze into a wide receiver, too, but I, you know, not yet. I haven't mm-hmm. seen enough yet. But also, we haven't seen enough out of anyone in Baltimore because they did play Buffalo. And Buffalo is just a, such an awful football team right now, and so it's hard to judge how good Baltimore is going to be uh, off – off the first game uh, i was watching an nfl network and uh uh is elliott harrison i believe he was doing uh you know his his top 10 teams or top 20 teams
2: whatever it was he had baltimore at number one number one they played really well i mean they did go up against buffalo so take that for what it's right. worth but they played really well they put together a complete game They 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 scored on offense they played a really good defensive game special teams got in the mix they played a complete game. So I get it. I understand. On top of that, there's been a, a lot of talk about Baltimore coming out of the preseason and heading into the regular season, and they just proved all those people right. Factor in that Joe Flacco looks like he's playing with a little bit of a swagger. Do you remember when they sat there and went on, uh, went on the run to win the Super Bowl? You remember that? I do. You remember how good Flacco looked? I mean, he got he, that big contract exactly. out of it. Well, he played they're, they're, played well enough to get that contract. Mm-hmm. He's got a little bit of that swagger going with him right now, so why? I think Flacco, because of Lamar Jackson behind him, and I, he's threatened. it might be. I'm not sure why he he looks like a different quarterback early this season compared to what he was last season. So he's got a little bit going for him. It's also the receiving core. They added a couple yeah, new receivers.
1: He's got some pieces, some yeah.
2: veterans who who know how to run routes and know how to catch the ball. And Flacco needs that. I think, I think he's comfortable with his backfield as well. I think that helps, too. Um, you know, I mean, he knows what he's got with Alex Collins, right? And he knows what he's got with Buck Allen. He knows what he's got going on. Last year, those pieces were kind of alternating for a little bit, and then they kind of fell and settled into place. So we have mixed feelings about
1: Crabtree and, and John Brown and some players about who to start, who to sit. Uh, moving forward, uh, besides Thursday Night Football, are there any surprise um that
3: you guys aren't playing this week? Um, whew, I would say Randall Cobb is my probably surprise sit Last week went off against the Bears late in that game. Terrible against the Minnesota Vikings in these last uh, five games. I'm putting him on the bench. They are at home. They, I know, they are but, at Lambeau. But, but, it, but it, he's not good against the Vikings last five games. He's only got uh, he's got like less than 100 yards and only like 20 receptions.
1: I, I'm only saying this because I agree and I disagree. I agree because you are absolutely right. In the past few years, he has not played well against Minnesota. At the same time, he had Jordy Nelson there as well, who was, you know, taking a lot of those targets. I know they have Devontae Adams. He's a little banged up. Don't know. Not sure if he's going to play. So
3: I, I don't know. I kind of like Cobb. Got to be honest. I kind of like Cobb. I don't like Cobb. I like Geronimo Allison. I do like Geronimo flex. too. I like Geronimo Allison better in the flex than uh, than Randall Cobb this week for sure.
2: I'm not, I'm not starting uh, Jack Doyle versus Washington. So Washington only gave up three receptions for 19 yards to tight ends last week against Arizona. Uh, Doyle is the number one tight end in Indy, at least for now. He's got a very capable number two on his heels uh, in Ebron. And I think at some point this game, Ebron outperforms Doyle. Um, also, Doyle had a big fumble last week, so a little bit nervous going into this game. I'm not going to play I, him.
1: There's audio, and I wish I had it of Andrew Luck out there saying how much he loves Jack Doyle. He says mm-hmm. Jack Doyle is my guy. No matter what, Jack Doyle is my guy. Is the the situation there with the tight ends in Indianapolis is that kind of like a, a split? them not one tight end is going to oversee the other. They're kind of you know both have equal playing time, equal share in targets. Or do you think you think Ebron's going to
2: surpass Doyle this year so what I think is going to happen is Andrew Luck's going to go to the guy who gets the worst coverage right Jack Doyle you've already talked about that's his guy Jack Doyle is the number one tight end there so I see them putting a better defender on Jack Doyle game in game out so I think Eric Ebron benefits because he has a lack of coverage on his side so I see Ebron taking off. I think Doyle will probably get targeted more, but I think Ebron will have worse coverage, allowing him to to bring in a few more receptions and make a few more bigger plays. Anyone else? You guys are sitting. I'm not. I'm not playing uh, Chris Carson for Chicago. You know, have him on my list as well. Uh, Out, yeah. sit him. Seven carries and he only had three receptions last week. On top of that, he's going up against a much better and, and more importantly,
1: Ooh, a defense that flies Kaleel around. Khalil Mack's gonna hurt him. So, he's gonna put the whooping on him. Gonna make it tough on for Monday, him. Monday Night Football as well. So I'm, I'm actually, I'm pretty. Uh, Pretty stoked for that game. I think it's going to be a good game.
3: I am also sitting Amari Cooper. He's playing at Denver this week. For sure. I'm sitting Marvin Jones at San Francisco. Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Lynch hey, 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 against hey, hey. the Broncos. I, I, I hate
1: to stop you. Why? So why do you, uh, why
3: why sit uh, uh, Marvin Jones this week? Because I, I think they're going to struggle a lot at San Francisco and on the road. And we saw last week that no one on that Detroit offense is on the same page right now. Like, it's a very confusing offense. We saw that Stafford was... Targeting Golden Tate and Kenny Galladay for the most part. He only threw a few times to, um, Marvin to Jones. Marvin Jones, yep. and most of the most... Marvin
2: Jones plays were way downfield though. Right, they were. But so those I... are touchdown capable plays if you would have brought in the reception. Uh, yeah, but I, I understand what you're saying.
1: I think Detroit's going to be down in San Francisco for a majority of the game. They're going to have to throw the ball, so you know it's a risk. But I wouldn't mind. Uh, playing Marvin Jones if you have to, it's I a think, risk. It's I a think risk. Kenny
3: Galladay, he took the most snaps yeah, out of I all like the Kenny. wide receivers. I'd like Kenny Galladay in place of Marvin Jones this week. Uh, A couple receivers I'm
1: not playing this week. Uh, Corey Davis versus Houston. Uh, He has that hamstring injury. Now, I'll tell you this about Corey Davis.
0: Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, though. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. dtw Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call eight hundred three 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 four Kia for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include ten year one hundred thousand mile powertrain and five year sixty thousand mile basic. Warranties are limited.
1: See retailer for details. Um, he had thirteen targets last week. Uh, caught six of them. Six of them for sixty two yards. Delaney Walker is out. That could actually help his target share. Um, but with Mariota banged up too, and Davis's hamstring kind of you know tweaked and hurt as well. I just don't trust him this week. Uh, it's a risk when you play him. Uh, you know, I wouldn't mind if you have, you're able to sit him this week, see if he's, you know, see how he looks, see how he runs his routes, and then, you know, after maybe week three, if he looks good, put him back in there. Uh, another player I am uh, benching is Chris Hogan. Crap the bed week one, and it does not get any easier uh, in week two playing the Jags. Although Tom Brady uh, is six and zero in the last six games against Jacksonville, but that was pre great defense that they have. I mean, last year they obviously had a good defense, but um, a few years ago their, their defense wasn't as strong as it is now. We talked about Flacco uh, and Carson. I'm actually going to sit carry on Johnson as well um, just because we don't know what the heck's going on in that backfield and Detroit is all kind of all over the place. Um, so, I, again, I would feel more comfortable you know, benching him and then watching the game, seeing what You know what he can do if he even touches the ball. I'm just so fearful that Detroit's going to be down by a lot, and they just have to throw the ball a lot too, as well. So Theo Riddick
2: might actually be a a a good play. I think he'd be a solid flex play for you, especially in PPR. To double back to Amari Cooper and why you should sit him versus Denver. He only had one reception last week, and he caught that on 2.4 of 2.4 percent of his routes. So it means this guy caught one pass. The whole entire game. He played like absolute buckus. On top of that, Denver's got a really good secondary. He, yeah. And he's been a massive disappointment for a year and some change
1: he's, now. He's notorious for playing awful against Denver in that defense. At the same time, Talib is not there anymore, and Tlaib was the one locking him up. He locked him up last week. Against the Rams, mm-hmm. so that's why again Amari didn't play well week one. Something about Talib just he just gets in his head, knows how to lock him up. So we'll see what happens with that in week two when they play Denver without Talib. Uh, what about some starters? You guys have some some plug-in plays or some uh, some
3: start. Actually, don't talk about the plugins yet. Talk about who you're starting this week. So I am starting Dion Lewis from Tennessee. I don't think that 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 Houston defense is all that great. He is more involved in the offense than Derrick Henry yeah, is. Yeah, that's, he's taken, that's he's, scary. He's taken more carries. He's getting more receptions. I like Deion Lewis this week at Tennessee era against the uh, that's Texans.
1: That's very scary for for Derrick Henry owners. What are you doing with that? If you drafted Derrick Henry, and I'm assuming you didn't, you know, come back and draft Deion Lewis. So, you took Derrick Henry uh, before Deion Lewis. What are you doing? How do you, uh, are you hitting the waiver wire and trying to pick someone up? Are you, are you, you uh, you know, you desperate for something or are you holding off and, you know, maybe something can happen? I wouldn't
3: hit the panic button just yet. I think because of how last week's game between the Dolphins and Titans went with the whole entire storm delay, I think that kind of played a role in how they ran with the offense. Um, Again, it's week two. I wouldn't hit the panic button just yet on Derrick Henry. But if you see the same kind of trend going into Week 4, I would be concerned and try to like either trade him away and throw something in with the trade to get another running back that's a running back, too, or something that you can plug into your flex.
2: I think you got to be nervous about it. You definitely have to be nervous about it. Uh, Deion Lewis did it over in New England. Um, he's a solid pass-catching running back as well. So he gives you the option to play him all three downs. So if you're Derek, if you're Derrick Henry owner, you should be nervous. Just yeah. watch it for right now, though. I think I'm Jed's nervous right. for
1: them. Honestly. I uh, yeah, I saw I saw Derrick Henry. I watched pieces of that game in in one, he does not look fast. Although he had a really uh he had a long touchdown called back for offensive holding, I believe it was. But uh Deion Lewis just looks like the more explosive uh running back in that offense, and he looks to be more involved as well. So a little scary for uh Derrick Henry owners. A Couple other players who I like this week, um, and I like this, this guy for the rest of the year. He should be your RB2. Uh, if, if you can plug him in your flex, he'd be even better. Uh, his name's uh, Chris Thompson, playing against the Colts. I, I, say, it, I you, say You it love guys. him. Well, I'll tell yeah, you, you, you do why. Do I drafted like him, him in every single league. I've been high on him every year. I drafted him last year as well. Now, when he's in there and he's healthy, he's productive every single week. Um, now you know he's he's uh you know kind of touchdown dependent cuz he doesn't get those carries but he catches a ball a ton so he's great in PPR leagues which are majority of my leagues are PPR um so i, I love Chris Thompson this week against the Colts uh Jimmy G versus Detroit at home uh, no brainer uh Jimmy G is a, a QB2 on a lot of teams cuz they drafted two quarterbacks uh i would uh, depending on who your quarterback is your QB1 i would plug Jimmy G in i love James White versus the Jags um, I think Tom Brady is going to be doing a lot of dumping off to uh, the running back uh, out there in the backfield. Uh, that defense is mean, and it, it's it's they're going to be coming after uh, uh, Tom Brady. A couple others, uh, Nelson Aguilar didn't have a great game uh, on Thursday. I think he had like seven or eight. And I was telling Jed this off air as well. This is why I do not like full point PPR. Nelson Aguilar last week on Thursday against Atlanta had I think 7 or 8 catches mm-hmm. for 31 yards. Yep. So that's a double digit fantasy uh, a game for him. Do you think
2: that's deserving of a double digit fantasy game having 31 yards? No, but that's the way the league's set up, right? Now I get what you're saying, but that's the that's way the league's I... set up. So that's why a guy like that's why a guy like Aguilar is so valuable, right? He's a he's a high target, he's a high reception kind of guy but he's not going to pick up a ton of yards. Yep. He might not score for you, but he's still able to give you some value.
1: That's true. That's why I love him this week against Tampa Bay. We saw the shootout between Tampa Bay and New Orleans. I don't see why this game is going to be any different. I do think this game is a, it's going to be a shootout as well. I think Nelson Aguilar and a lot of those Eagles are going to eat. Um, and I think Fitz Magic might, you know, me riding that that confidence wave from Week One, and and he might come through and have another uh, another big game. So, um, and then Pierre Garcon and George could I'm starting everyone on San Fran against Detroit just because I'm disgusted by Detroit right
2: now. <laughs> Sticking with the uh, Eagles Tampa Bay game, I'm starting Jay Ajayi. Uh, Tampa Bay gave up two touchdowns versus New Orleans last week. I think Ajayi showed you that when they get into the red zone, he's their goal line guy. He's going to get those touches. He's going to get those carries. So I think he's got a high touchdown. Uh, upside. Kenyon Drake versus the uh, the New York Jets. Uh, Dr- this is Drake's backfield, regardless of how heavy the usage is. Jets were great against the Lions, but they come in on a short week. Uh, Drake was third on the team in routes last week as well, so it totally supports a good RB2 expectations for him. Royce Freeman versus Oakland. I'm expecting a bigger workload for Ooh, Freeman. I, I Really? yes. I'm an owner of his, and I I uh, was a little worried. No, no. Oakland's rush defense is absolutely atrocious. You, you've seen it on the late game on Monday night. Uh, now, this is Todd Gurley, and I know Todd Gurley isn't Royce Freeman, but they gave up 5.4 yards per carry to Gurley, so I'm expecting... It's a big difference. Right. No, no, I get it, yeah. and, and and I put that disclaimer out there. I understand, but I think Freeman's going to take advantage of this defense.
1: Even, I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off, but mm-hmm. I'm just so intrigued by this because we saw what Philip Lindsay did last week, the rookie behind Royce Freeman, who I think out-touched him,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, outplayed him, but they both looked okay. They both looked good. But now what are you doing as far as is this a
2: timeshare now do we what no, if I, if Philip Lindsay comes out week two and outplays Royce Freeman again again then we have to reevaluate we're what we're talking about but right now going into this game in week two I think it's Freeman's backfield and I think it's not it's not a 50 50 split. I don't see it being a, a complete timeshare. I think Freeman's going to get the bulk of the workload interesting
1: I hope so I I don't see that though I see Lindsay coming in. he looked explosive I know he's a little fellow 190 uh, pounds. But he looked, I mean, really mm-hmm. fast and
3: really explosive, really quick. I think they're going to use it depending on what the matchup gives them. It's a very similar back up or backfield to what the Bears run with T- Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard is going to be the workhorse. He's going to get a lot of the carries. He's going to get a few catches out of the backfield. But for the most part, Tariq Cohen is going to be the guy that they run, throw out of the backfield and run a lot of wheel routes with. To me, I would pump the brakes on Royce Freeman. I think he still is the number one guy. Piggy, right. Piggybacking off of what the jock said, you have to still go with Freeman.
2: Yeah, that's just what—that's how I see it. Again, it could change. This—this this might be a week-to-week thing where we've got to reevaluate it every single week. Um, I'm playing uh, Allen Robinson versus Seattle. Uh, he saw seven targets and led Chicago's group of pass catchers uh, last week. This is Matt Nagy's new offense, so I think they're going to utilize him quite a bit. Uh, Robinson's going to face a, a Seattle secondary that isn't formable. Uh, gave up 243 yards and two touchdowns to Denver the week prior. So I expect, and I see big things for Allen Robinson, uh, Emmanuel Sanders versus Oakland. Sanders was a beast last week. If you started him, congratulations. Thanks for listening to me. I told you to play him. He showed up. He did a really good things. I'm telling you to play him this week versus Oakland. Sanders caught 10 of 11 targets. They threw to him 11 times, and he caught 10 of those bad boys. All right, Sanders was a a stellar uh, wide receiver 2 option last week. I think he can be a solid wide receiver 2 option this week. Oakland's secondary has allowed the 10th 10th most uh, yards per catch to wideouts since the start of last season. So play Emmanuel Sanders. If you uh, missed out on the waiver wire, uh, you're one of those players, you lost,
1: uh, You know, say, Delaney Walker or Greg Olson, even Marquise Goodwin uh, is a little banged up, Corey Davis, like we mentioned earlier. Who are some players, if you missed out on those big waiver wire uh, pickups, who are some players that you can plug in, uh, say, we'll start with the tight end. Is there a tight end that you can grab off free agency and, and plug
2: them in, in case you lost a Walker or Olson? If you can find George Kittle, if he's out there for you, go pick him up. Absolutely. I would play him, and we're talking about this off-air, I would play him as my flex option because Detroit struggles to cover tight ends. And on top of that, Kittle had five receptions for 90 yards. Honestly, you could run two tight ends this week with Kittle being your flex. That's how much I believe in him and how little I believe in the Detroit defense to stop a tight end
3: my favorite this week is ricky seals jones from arizona what we saw in the uh monday night game between the rams that's such a good name too between- by the way it was <laughs> seals jones mm-hmm. um no but what we saw in the monday night game is that with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
1: Play for free
0: at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: The Rams struggle with covering the tight end. They don't have a defense that's really can protect against the tight end. So I do like the matchup there. Only owned in 17.5% of leagues in Yahoo right now. I would pick him up. I think that's probably your best bet if you need a backup.
1: I I do like that matchup, but that offense looked awful in Week 1. It looked really bad.
3: Yeah, but, I, but you're saying this week you need someone to plug in yeah. as an emergency. He's my emergency go-to guy for this week because of the matchup.
1: For me, it would be uh, Njoku versus the Saints. That offense in, in Cleveland didn't look all that bad. Um, I think we knew that coming in because they kind of reamped their whole offense uh, with Jarvis and uh, with, with Chubb and Hyde and, and Duke Johnson. But I think Njoku uh, is a very, very talented uh, tight end, and I think he'll find the end zone this week against the Saints Uh, whose defense looked uh, awful, just awful in week one. I don't see them getting much better. And I think, I'm going to call this right now, the Saints will be 0-2 after week two. The Browns will beat... The Saints.
3: Wow. First, so they're going to start. They're going to start one zero and one. Oh my lord! Uh,
1: A wide receiver to plug in if you're uh, dealing with any injuries. I like Chris Godwin versus the Eagles this week. Uh, Again, I think Fitzmagic is going to ride that confidence wave and. And uh, Deshaun Jackson had that concussion. We don't know if he's going to play in week two. And if he doesn't, Chris Godwin's going to slip right in there uh, alongside Mike Evans. And I think Chris Godwin uh, finds the end zone. Another one would be uh, Robbie Anderson. I mean, Robbie Anderson played really well last year and he picked up right where he left off this year, scoring a touchdown against Detroit. Uh, And, uh, you know, I think that there's some camaraderie there there with Darnold and Anderson. So I think Anderson could be a, a good plug and play.
2: Uh two wide receivers for me, Ted Ginn Jr. versus uh Cleveland. Uh that New Orleans offense will take advantage of Cleveland. So I'm going a little bit counter to what you're saying. Um I think New Orleans offense is gonna come out and they're gonna fire on all cylinders. Uh last week that secondary gave up two hundred and eighteen yards to uh, uh what looked to be a, a banged up uh Ben Roethlisberger. So Yeah, he's still hurt. Uh, yeah. He didn't practice. Does that have you nervous if you're
1: uh, if you're a Big Ben owner? I I think he's going to play. I think that uh, he's an older quarterback, and they're just doing this for precautionary reasons. I think he's going to play, but you know,
2: I would be a little nervous to not know exactly what's going on with him. Mike Williams uh, versus Buffalo. Buffalo is horrid, just absolutely horrid. Now add in that Williams caught eighty three percent of his targets last week for five receptions for eighty one yards. I think he's a solid flex play for you. Wait, let me do the math. If he caught five catches and it's eighty-three percent,
1: I'm gonna say that he got six targets. Sounds about right. Okay, all right. I'm guessing. I'm maybe six and a half targets. Six Six and a half targets.
3: (laughs) So a guy that I like, if you need an emergency running back, you got a guy on bye week, which no one has a bye week on week two. But a guy that I really like against this matchup is Austin Eckler up against the Bills. Um, It looks pretty clear that the Chargers are not gonna use Melvin Gordon as their lone running back. They're going to use a two-back system, not exactly thunder and lightning, but I think he'll get about 40% of the snaps on offense.
1: I will say this about Austin Eckler. A few podcasts ago, if you go back and listen, I said Austin Eckler will get 10 to 12 touches every game, but he always finds a way to do something with those touches. He had 10 touches last game and well over 100 yards and a touchdown. Yep. That kid is explosive. And if Melvin Gordon ever goes down, or if you own Melvin Gordon and Eckler's available, that is a major handcuff that you need to have because that kid is going to be explosive if he gets an opportunity to start for any NFL football team. I don't know if you guys watch his games. Yeah, he that good. kid looks
2: great. I just you, wish you saw... they would find a way to get him the ball more. But you I got agree. Melvin Gordon, that's, right? No, that's the and, issue, and, and I get it. I understand it, and it'd be cool if they went to a two-headed monster there. That way, he had Eckler had more fantasy value. But I just feel like he's such an explosive weapon. I wish they would get the ball in his hands a lot more to see what he can do.
1: I agree, but if he's getting 10 touches a game and he's doing what he's doing, I'm fine with that, especially coming from a Melvin Gordon owner, which I am. If they're both eating, and it takes less touches for for Eckler to get those points. I mean, I'm okay with what's happening. He's right only now. owned
3: by 40% of the league, so it would be a smart pickup to do it this week.
1: Okay, uh, I have a question for you guys, and Ooh, I was saving this until the end because I wanted to get your opinion on this trade offer, and I'm probably going to have multiple of these uh, you know, this season. I'm sure you guys are too, so please bring them to the table when you guys have trade offers. I'd love to talk about them on the air on this podcast. So my trade uh, offer is, I am a Leonard Fournette owner, and this guy picked up TJ Yeldon off of waivers this week. I actually had the number one waiver. I didn't use it on Yeldon. I said, you know what? I'm going to hold off. I'm going to wait and see. The offer is, I'm giving up Aaron Rodgers and either T. Y. Hilton or Brandon Cooks, as well as Julian Edelman. This is a full point PPR. So you guys follow me? I have a Aaron Rodgers and the two wide receivers for Deshaun Watson and Antonio Brown. That's it. But I'm gonna add, I'm gonna try and get him to throw in T. J. Yeldon if you can get because I think to that throw, makes it
3: more fair. If you can get him to throw in T. J. Yeldon with the question marks that are surrounding Leonard Ford Fournette. Absolutely. I think you have to hit send, make the deal, let's do it. But if you're not getting something a little bit extra, like a like a guy who's a handcuff on one of your teams, I would say no well, way. Well, that's the only happening. handcuff that he has well, mind. mine. So if, would... if he's not offering Yellen, then I, I don't want to talk. It
2: was Rodgers and Hilton and who else? So Rodgers, either Hilton or Cooks is his choice.
1: I gave him that choice. Uh, I don't know what he'll do. I don't know who, he'll, who he likes more. Uh, and then Edelman. And uh, I know Edelman is suspended, but in a full-point PPR, Edelman is a beast. beast He's a monster. Yeah. So when he comes back in uh, after week four, uh, it's a solid. You're starting Edelman. I'm starting Edelman every week.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And then I
1: would be getting Antonio Brown, Deshaun, and Deshaun Watson. And maybe TJ Yeldon. Maybe TJ Yeldon. Okay. I'm a little nervous giving up
2: Aaron Rodgers. That's, that's yes. my biggest concern. I mean, that's a big, like, I mean. I think you're giving up a bit and I like what you're giving up so if I was this guy I would give you everything that you asked for I'd have no problem with it because like you said I think Edelman's a stud mm-hmm. uh, especially PPR Cooks and Hilton uh, I would either one I, I think they're at this point they're interchangeable um, I like both of them and, and Zombie Rogers is cool right like Zombie <laughs> Rogers is gonna throw you three touchdowns still it's crazy right in it, the it, second that was in one half too. right it, it's nuts and
1: Mind you, he this was high league, as a kite too. By did the way, you see when he came oh, out? His eyes were glossed over. He was, he was smiling. So yeah, uh, <laughs> they mind, put him up on something. Mind bro. you, in this league that I'm in, uh, quarterbacks get six points per touchdown. Yeah, that's True. a
2: lot. That's a lot. So you're, you're, you're. I think you're giving up a lot here, but I understand why you'd want T.J. Yeldon, and I understand why and you Antonio would want Brown. Antonio Brown. Of course, I get that's why it. I'm doing it. I, I, I totally get it. Right. I, I think you're, 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 you have some upside with Watson. If he can come back to that form that he showed early last season, right? So, so that's if he can come back and be healthy, I think this, I think it works. It's a very fair trade. This is not one of those unfair trades right. where I'm going to give you a bag of coal and you're going to give me an all pro. Right? It's not like that. This a very fair, very fair, very, very fair trade. Easy for me to say. Right? Um, I just happen to really like what you're giving up. My biggest fear is.
1: We've only seen Watson play about seven games. You know, last year he was phenomenal. It was nothing I've ever seen before. It really,
2: it really looked like they were just drawing plays up in the sand and just like... And go play. Yeah. It was like, amaz- throw go, the ball go, up. Go, all right, go to the flagpole and hook a left. Amazing. I'll hit you.
1: So that's my fear is that I'm giving up Rodgers, who we know Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's proven. Uh, it's Aaron Rodgers, number one quarterback taken off the board almost every year uh for Deshaun who didn't have a good week 1 didn't even look like he was enjoying it like didn't look like he was having fun even when he you know there's some audio out there of him talking about how he just wasn't feeling it and you know he said he's going to come back stronger but i mean that's just talk that's my biggest fear with this trade is giving up Rodgers uh for Watson but yeah we're going to discuss this trade later and, and and see what happens I'll let you guys know if uh
2: yeah if this if this goes through this has to be on the rundown either Tuesday or Thursday, whenever the trade goes through?
1: So when I do my trades, mm-hmm. I don't like when my trades just linger for mm-hmm. days and days and days. You put them out there and for like two days? No. I, so he, day. he told me, this just happened this morning, he told me that he was going to get back to me by the end of today to to have an answer. And, it, you know, today's the day. I'm, I'm not going to let it linger. I don't want to even think about it. Today's the day. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. If it's not, I'm going to move forward and either work on other trades or focus on my team that I have now. But with your advice, uh, I feel a little more uh, comfortable making because all day in my studio, I've been you know sitting in my studio like man, I don't, I don't know how can I like I've been staring at Aaron Rodgers picture in my studio like mm-hmm. how can I give you up, I give man? You? I love you, I love you. I drafted you early, I Aaron love Rogers. you.
3: What? I how do you hate, I hate greatness? Rod- uh, well, I don't hate Tom Brady. So, but why do you hate Aaron Rodgers? Because he's a douchebag. What do you do to you? He's a total <laughs> douchebag. The whole flaunting every single thing. Tom Brady is like, Tom Brady does not flash as much as Aaron Rodgers does. How
1: do you ha- How do you hate someone who comes out in the second half, highs a kite like Jock said, and throws three touchdowns well, and over Brady doesn't 200 do yards? That because he's great. Yeah, but he has a better offensive line, and Tom doesn't get hit as much as
2: uh, he does. Well, that's
3: because Aaron Rodgers just sits back there for too long and doesn't get rid of the ball.
2: Let me do some work real quick before we get out of here. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at snap underscore FF. Also, follow us on Instagram before underscore the underscore snap. And if you have any questions, Jed and Slim both host a fantasy show on 1130 WDFN. Download the iHeart app. Stream that bad bitch and listen to it. Call in. You have questions. They're going to get you set up on Sunday for whatever you got going.
1: And even this show. This show is streamed everywhere, worldwide on iHeartRadio. Download before the snap. I actually looked at our numbers earlier this morning. Hey, man, we're looking pretty good. Solid. We're looking pretty good. Yeah, yeah. People are digging us. I'm digging us. So, uh, you guys... Thank you, of course. Thank you for listening to Before the Snap Fantasy Podcast. Uh, Good luck in week two. We're going to see you guys right back here Tuesday afternoon. Good luck.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: A laundry? Ooh, a book club.